You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Enterprise Bank, helping people and businesses create success. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal. We are on the road over in Rutland. And Cat, where are we today and who are we chatting with? Today, we are very lucky to be at the Boy Scouts of America, the heart of New England Council in Rutland. And we are with Mark Barbinitz. And he is the scout executive and CEO and Patrick Hanrahan, the development chair. And guys, thank you so much for letting us come down on this beautiful day and drive out to this. The drive was gorgeous, right? I mean, Travis, that was like the best drive I think we've taken. But and then we get to land in this beautiful location. We're glad you could come. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to host you and uh, very much looking forward to uh, an engaging conversation. Yes. Well, we're glad to be here. And let's talk a little bit about what exactly is the Heart of New England Council and what is this camp, this place that we're at today? Great question. <laughs> the, uh, the, the Heart of New England Council consists of uh, about 56 communities in uh, central Massachusetts. We cover all the way up to uh, New Hampshire, down to Connecticut, um, basically the footprint of Worcester County, that we serve over 4,000 youth in our programs. We're, uh, we were a merger of two councils, uh, the Mohegan Council and the Nashua Valley Council, in 2018 that formed the Heart of New England Council. Um, but we serve, again, 4,000 boys and girls with over 1,800 adult volunteers. That's amazing. And can you tell us a little bit about your roles in the organization and what drew each of you to want to become a part of the Scouts? Sure. As a scout executive, I've been involved in scouting since my eighth birthday. I've been a scout since I was eight years old. So oh, it's wow. been quite a while. Um, so I, I grew up in the scouting program and I was an adult volunteer for a number of years. And uh, early in my career, early in my life, I had a career change and I decided to give scouting a, a try as a professional and uh, decide that there's more to life than, than the biggest paycheck possible, giving back to the community and, and helping youth with the scouting program. Scouting affected me uh, growing up as a scout. I, I learned the scout oath and the scout law, and I learned how to live by that. And that changed my life. And I wanted to share that with the youth of today. And uh, I've been involved in uh, six different councils. I've been in, in, involved professionally uh, in scouting for about 27 years. That's amazing. And to think about how many children you've probably impacted over the years, that's, that's amazing. As have all the adult volunteers as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't think about... Uh, how much their impact, their one hour a week or two hours a week or five hours a week um, impacts the, the youth. Um, and, and those youth will go on to serve young people in the future, too. So it, it's a legacy. And Patrick, what about you? Yeah, so I, uh, I actually come to scouting as an organization uh, a little later than Mark. Um, uh, I, I wasn't involved in scouting as a youth, um, but we got connected to it as a family. Our son um, joined scouting when he was 12 years old. And um, it was a, a fantastic experience for him. He, he grew before our eyes basically over five or six years from someone who was very uncomfortable talking to adults and looking people directly in the eye to um, an Eagle Scout, uh, the senior patrol leader, which is the, you know, kind of the leader, the youth leader of the troop. Um, and we've seen the impact actually in both our children. Our, our son's an Eagle Scout. Our daughter was involved in exploring, which is the youth career exploration aspect of scouting. 
it's it's co-ed and um, she had a chance to try out a couple of different um, you know career areas uh, through the scouting program and it helped her both decide what she liked but also what she didn't like and that's a really important decision for someone in middle school and high school so my wife and I saw the impact of the program as parents of um, our children and of their friends their peers and to this day, I still see elements of what scouting brought to both our kids in the way that they act, the way that they interact with people. They look for leadership positions at work or in their community. Um, and that's a big aspect of scouting. And uh, most of my background's been on the for-profit side in healthcare, marketing, and sales. And it's just been within the last five years or so that um, I wanted to dedicate my time to, you know, similar to what Mark said, kind of leave uh, maybe more of an impact um, on the next generation. And I feel like I've been fortunate enough to, to land here at the Hardin Young Council and hopefully have, you know, have a little bit of an impact. You know, you were talking about your own kids being in the program. I was a, I was a Girl Scout mom, and, and there's such a positive impact that comes from it. And, you know, a lot of kids are getting are heading back to school or already head, headed back to school. And I know that you ramp up your campaigns for scouting and um, the signs go up, the lawn signs go up in the neighborhoods. Um, can you tell us about some of the, you know, like what is offered and how the scouts can help our school age kids? They're, you know, they, they all face a lot of tough times right now. Absolutely. And, and you're right. September is usually the recruiting time for Cub Scouts. Kindergarten uh, through fifth grade is our, is our Cub Scout program. And generally in, in September, we, we have recruiting. However, you can join any time of the year, but most join in a September time frame. Our Cub Scout packs will be recruiting in the next few weeks um, to, to get started with the program year. Um, it's kind of the best time to, to join, but again, you can join any time. Uh, it's an exciting program for young people. It's not just building Pinewood Derby cars and going hiking and cooking marshmallows on a campfire. It's learning Scout Oath, learning the Scout Law. It's learning how to work with other people to be uh, good citizens. So we just, we, we make it fun by the Pinewood Derby cars and the races and all that. That's just how we deliver the program. But it's, it's amazing um, what we can deliver to these young people through the volunteers. Uh, again, 1,800 volunteers are dedicated to, to working with these young people. As we go about recruiting in September, scouts will be asking their friends. We'll be trying to get flyers through the schools. But young people or parents can go to uh, bscout.org. Uh, it's bscout.org, and they can pull up their zip code, and it will show all the Cub Scout packs in the area and contact information. And they can simply make phone calls and find out when it, their, their recruiting night is. Um, and, and, and reach out to them and, and explore and find the best possible pack for them. We, we're going to have a special camping trip for the new scouts, too. Cub Scouts want to go camping. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if we tell a young scout, a first grader, hey, next summer you get to go camping, that's a lifetime. If you remember being in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, summer was like forever. You know, mm -hmm. a three-month period was forever. So we're going to have, a, at the end of September, September 30th, we're going to have an overnight camping trip. It's a family camp, so parents, moms, and dads can come out. Mom and dad, can they can they can do one night. They can do one night. They really can. Um, but to give these young people their first camping experience right off the bat. So it's going to be a fun event, big campfire, fun program. Get up, have a catered breakfast, and, and take off with good scouting experience for their very first week. That's great to hear that this is a family um, location. Can you tell us a little bit more about the location and how that plays in and that the families are invited to that and how that, you know, how you're able to take 
such a beautiful location. And I mean, you really, I, I can't imagine the amount of programs you guys can do out here. Sure. Well, of course, scouting is local. So each local Cub Scout pack has their own programs that they offer, but it is a family program. Absolutely. We encourage moms and dads and siblings to, to participate in scouting. And in most cases they do. Um, so a family program, learning the family values, and we, we, we really go hand in hand with the family values that parents want to teach their children. How to, how to get along with each other, how to be helpful at home, um, the communication. I've seen moms and dads sit down with their child and work on some advancement awards uh, for the Cub Scouts. It's the first time they've ever done that, that they've ever spent one-on-one -on -one time with these young people. And those are the memories that these kids are going to look back on. And, and I'll, I'll just jump real quick into the Pinewood Derby. I mentioned Pinewood Derby uh -huh. cars. You know what? To be honest, don't tell the kids, but we really don't care who has the fastest car. <laughs> The entire purpose of the Pinewood Derby is for, for that, that scout, that young boy or girl, to spend quality time with mom, dad, an aunt, an uncle, a grandpa, and make that car together. That's the memory. That's what it's all about. And that's why, you know, my son still has his Pinewood Derby car, and he's 35. <laughs> he has his car not because it came in third place, but because he remembers the fun and the time togetherness, the one-on-one -on -one time a parent had with him. And that's, that's the magic of scouting. It's, it's the memories. It's the one-on-one -on -one with the parent that really brings it all together. And so you're really creating these impressions and, and these skills and whatnot that are really going to help these youth as they enter their adult lives. But they're already having an impact on the community while they're in scouts and while they're the scouts age. But while we were setting up our equipment, you actually brought an interesting number when you talked about the you know, approximate 4,000 scouts in the area how much of an impact that translates to into volunteerism and hours. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about kind of measuring that impact that these scouts have. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, we've got about 4,000 boys and girls um, as our membership in central Massachusetts. And uh, we do ask the units to kind of track their volunteer hours. Part of that is for some of their recognitions and, uh, and, and advancement steps. And uh, certainly over the last uh, several years, um, we're cumulatively, and it's underreported, so this number is probably grossly underestimated, but we can confidently say that well over 35,000 hours, wow. volunteer hours, are invested by scouting units, by scouts and volunteers in the Central Mass community. It translates from a financial standpoint, it conservatively translates to uh, just under a million dollars of investment that goes on, whether that's a, a neighborhood beautification project, an Eagle Scout project that may benefit um, you know, a walking trail or a community center or um, a book drive for another agency. We work in collaboration with a lot of other nonprofits to make an impact in the local community. And that's a, that's a key element of what scouting teaches is the citizenship, the importance of being a good citizen in whatever community or whatever network you're a part of. Um, but yeah, that's just a, you know, just some idea of kind of what scouting does in terms of giving back to the local towns and cities that, that host um, our, our scouts. Earlier, you guys were talking about what brought you to scouting. And I love hearing about the fact that this is a location for learning and making memories. So Mark, as a lifelong scout, things have changed over the years. And recently the Boy Scouts have begun to include young women. Can you tell us a little bit about the reception and what the benefits have been? Sure. Um, you know, Boy Scouts of America welcomed young ladies probably five or six years ago now and uh, first into the Cub Scout program. And then after a couple of years of, of integrating them into the Cub Scout program, uh, into the Scouts BSA program. The, the program used to be called the Boy Scout program. It's now Scouts BSA. 
but we are still the Boy Scouts of America, but the program name has changed to Scouts BSA. We have uh, boy troops and we have girl troops for the for the older youth. So the exact the requirements are exactly the same for boys and girls. The Eagle Scout requirements are 100% identical, and we have a number of young ladies who are phenomenal Eagle Scouts. We have girl troops uh, with 30, 40 young ladies in it doing remarkable things, going whitewater rafting, going high adventure trips, and, and, and just really hitting all the cylinders, just doing a great job. And, uh, and the boys have, boy troops have welcomed them and, and uh, really uh, see the value of sharing their experience of what they've gotten out of scouting and letting the young ladies achieve that as well. For the Cub Scouts, Cub Scouts is, uh, is basically a co-ed program. So the boys and girls in the different age groups, uh, first graders, second graders, uh, in dens in the pack, they, they're they're together, and it's been it's been wonderful. It, it makes it again a, a true family program. So when you're taking your child to scouts, you can take both your children to scouts, same pack, same troop, that type of thing. So it just really makes a, a lot of sense, and it's it's been uh, it's been a, a great movement. We have about 14 percent of our membership is female. Always looking to expand that um, because there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and we again, we welcome the young ladies to, to come check out scouting. Again, they could also go to um, uh, BeAScout.org, pull up Scouts BSA, and find a girl troop in their local area. That's great. We're going to step aside for a quick break right here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber, continuing our On the Road series. We are out on Pleasant Dale Road in Rutland at the Boy Scouts of America Heart of New England Council. We're chatting with Mark Barbernitz. He is the Scout Executive and CEO, and Patrick Hanrahan, the Development Chair. And one of the other things, too, when it comes to being inclusive, I know that the BSA, we've been really working to incorporate children that have different ability levels and things like that. And I know there's a great group up in the north central Massachusetts area, Fitchburg, that always marches in the 4th of July parade. And, and you see them very engaged in a number of community activities throughout the year. Can you talk a little bit more about some of those more inclusive troops that you're working on building up? Absolutely. That's a fantastic question and, and a very timely one. Um, we uh, It's certainly something that as an organization for a number of years now, We've been looking at building in processes so that we can make the scouting program accessible for all youth, regardless of ability. And we were very, very fortunate enough to be the recipient of um, some grant funding from the United Way of North Central Mass um, that actually helped to really significantly expand that program, specifically in the Fitchburg, Lemonster, and, and you know, sort of that that area. And so we do have uh, we have youth of all abilities in most of our, our units, our packs and troops, because we are a welcoming organization. But what this funding allowed us to do was to, you know, sort of uh, enhance the program a little bit so that it was, we could actually form troops uh, for youth of all abilities and specifically for youth that um, were welcoming youth with, who may have cognitive challenges or developmental disabilities. And um, it's allowed us to kind of uh, tailor the program a little bit to, um, to sort of uh, best fit with their circumstances. And it's been a fantastic success. And so we're very, very grateful to the United Way of North Central Mass for that support. And also to the community organizations that are sponsoring these troops and and hosting their meetings and 
and, and, and really building a, a connection with the youth and the communities. And uh, we've, we've had uh, youth of all abilities come and partake in a full week of summer camp. Um, it, was, it was magical. I mean, as a, as, as a father um, and, and as someone on staff here, to be able to actually talk with some of these kids at lunch about how it was their first chance to spend a night away from home. Mm-hmm. It was their first chance to be in a rowboat or a canoe. Some of them, you know, learned to swim here, uh, you know, kind of passed a swimming test mm-hmm. and were in the water. It was, um, you could see them just grow and expand. I mean, there was one young boy who uh, was very, very shy the first couple of days that he was here. And by, I think, Wednesday or Thursday night, he had volunteered to be in the talent show. And he got <laughs> up and was doing magic tricks. His parents were ecstatic about it. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that um, allowing a safe, uh, welcoming environment for youth to you know, expand their experiences is exactly what you know, scouting does. That's amazing. And if, if I may, too, yeah. there's no upper age limit for youth with special needs. So we can have adults who are in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s still in scouting. They can be in scouting. If, as long as with special needs, we can certainly include them in the program. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, that's so inclusive. That's giving so many opportunities to so many individuals who might not have had that before. And so you guys have talked a lot about the programs that you offer. And I know you just came off of summer when there was a lot of programs in the summer. Can you talk about some of the programs that are going to be happening in the fall, like the overnight on the 30th in September? Yes. Uh, on Again, September 30th, we're going to have a, a family camp, primarily for our brand new, new Cub Scouts and their parents, but it's also for our existing Cubs if they want to come out and camp too, give them that opportunity. Uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful program. Again, give them a taste uh, before winter sets in yeah. because uh, we don't want the little guys to, or, and girls to, to have a bad experience. So we watch the weather closely. It does need, we do have certain restrictions to make sure that they have a good time. For, for an older youth program, we have our NYLT program, which is our, our leadership program, that we, we have uh, 24 to 36 young people, uh, the, the older older scouts and their troops, boys and girls, who, who come for, together for a week and, and they learn leadership skills. And that's really something that's taught in scouting that very few other places teach teach leadership. Um, you know, they, they, very few other places have any kind of opportunity to, to practice leadership. And that's what we do. We teach leadership. We teach them how to, how to be a leader, and we allow them to fail. We allow them to, to try things in a safe environment so they, it really catches on of how to be a leader among, among, their, among their peers and others. So it really carries with them, uh, not, you know, once they're through scouting and into their, their career, those leadership skills remain. And it's really a, a, an amazing program to see these young people, the, the motivation and dedication that they have and when they go in, when they start the, the program, and when they come out, um, this will be a two-weekend program. But when they finish, the pride and the accomplishment that they've achieved is, is amazing. So it's really been great. One of the things we've been talking a lot about is about leadership and about um, impact in the community, which I think brings us to our next point. Coming up, you have your Distinguished Citizen of the Year. And this year, you're actually honoring two individuals. So I was wondering if you could tell us who is nominated this year, and how do you go about that process of identifying individuals for this honor and this distinction? Yeah, that's a great question, and we are absolutely ecstatic. We've 
over the over the years um, as a council, we've had the opportunity. We've been blessed to be able to you know recognize and shine a spotlight on some outstanding community leaders in in central Massachusetts. And uh, so this year, our Distinguished Citizen Award dinner, or we you know the acronym is DCAD. Um, the event's taking place on Thursday, September twenty eighth at the DoubleTree. We've got two honorees this year. We're very very uh, pleased to be able to recognize. Um, both Barbara Mahoney, the president and CEO of Lemister Credit Union, and Dr. Richard Lapidus, uh, the president of Fitchburg State University. Two outstanding individuals, very, very worthy honorees. And the Distinguished Citizen Award is bestowed on people who may not necessarily be part of the scouting program, but they espouse the values that scouting reinforces. Things like good citizenship, um, a focus on community and bettering their local community, and basically being an outstanding leader in in central Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And both Barbara and and, and Richard um, truly reflect the values of the distinguished citizen, and we're absolutely ecstatic to be able to recognize him this year. Um, the The event is something that, um, you know, individuals can attend. Uh, you can buy an individual ticket. Uh, we also have a number of uh, businesses and, uh, and, and corporations that are sponsoring the event and participating in it as well. Um, and so anyone interested in actually um, being a part of the event um, can email development at heartofnewenglandbsa.org. That's development at heartofnewenglandbsa.org. Um, we'd certainly be happy to welcome anyone who wants to partake in the festivities that night, recognizing both Barbara and Richard. And in addition to participating in those events, I understand that this is also going to be helping with the programming that you're able to do throughout the year as well by buying a ticket. It absolutely does. Yeah, the impact that you're going to have by supporting the event is is phenomenal. We've talked about... Um, uh, you know, the, the benefits and the great experience that kids get by attending summer camp. The scouting program runs all year long, but summer camp is one of the pinnacles of the scouting year. And uh, um, the, this event, the DCAD event, um, proceeds from the event uh, support youth from disadvantaged uh, circumstances, maybe um, you know, challenging socioeconomic circumstances, to attend summer camp. Um, we do invest um, tens of thousands of dollars every year in helping youth who might not otherwise be able to participate in summer camp by helping them to attend. And the, the funds that we offer for that basically come directly from special events like the DCAD. So um, think of it as if you buy a ticket, you're helping someone less fortunate to attend summer camp. So it really is a, a, a wonderful opportunity, not only to recognize the individuals that are going to be honored, but also to benefit the next generation of youth. I was lucky enough to go to the event last year, and um, it was an inspirational evening without a doubt. And I highly recommend anyone out there listening to go and buy a ticket and support the Scouts and attend the event. I'm not going to lie. We're a little biased. Barbara and Richard are part of the chamber and, <laughs> and sit on our, our board of directors. And we care and uh, I'm very pleased that we, they were able to be recognized um, because we, we agree they're outstanding, distinguished citizens. Exactly. Their involvement in the in the chamber is just one of many examples mm-hmm. of the, the responsibility uh, that they take in making the communities that they live in better. So. They do. And I know we're focusing a lot on the scouts, but you mentioned volunteers earlier. Mm-hmm. And Mark, you're a career scout. Uh, Patrick, you mentioned you've joined in recent years. But if people are listening right now, whether they were involved in scouts when they were younger or they think they can make an impact on scouts now, are you looking for volunteers? And what's that process like? How can people help out? Sure. We're, we're always looking for good help. That's <laughs> for sure. Um, our, our volunteers do need to be registered members of the BSA, and we do have safety guidelines and youth protection training that every adult does have to take. 
Um, but there's there's many, many opportunities. Um, we have committees on the council level, district level, membership, uh, finance, marketing. Um, there's, there's just lots and lots of different places, whatever your specialty may be. Um, maybe you were a scout and you'd like to, to help out by visiting units to make sure they're doing okay, you have any questions, and you'd be, act as a unit commissioner. That's a, that's a relatively simple role, but very important. So there's lots of roles that we could find. If somebody were, were interested in volunteering on a district or council level, um, or if, if they wanted to get involved in a local troop, to give the council a call um, or, or, or send an email, and we'll, we'll certainly be in touch to, to find out what your strengths are and find a good fit for you. Yeah, uh, without a doubt, I'll just, you know, add on, uh, uh, you know, one thought, and that is that, you know, serving 4,000 boys and girls in central Massachusetts is, um, and delivering all the programs that we do, um, does not happen with our staff. It's, we've got eight or nine, you know, staff uh, for an agency this size, and uh, it really is the program, the, the magic happens because of the volunteers, people who selflessly give up whether it's one or two or five hours a week, um, you know, basically um, pa- paying it forward, um, whether that's the benefit that they received from scouting when they were younger or just their, their altruistic sense of wanting to, you know, make an impact on the next generation. So um, we're always, always welcoming um, new volunteers. Um, as Mark said, there is a, a process where volunteers, uh, you know, are, are vetted, welcomed in the organization and, and, and and they go through training. But um, if you've got a thought that you want to make an impact with the next generation, we'll find a way to, you know, basically activate you in, in one of many different ways. Um, yeah. And uh, anyone who wants more information about our organization or maybe reaching out to any one of us, um, our website is www.hnebsa.org. That's hnebsa.org. Um, and that's probably one of the easiest ways for people wanting to join the scouting program, it's beascout.org to find a local union in your area. But our website is probably, there's different ways that you can reach out to us on the website if you're interested in joining and helping out and volunteering or um, to buy a ticket for the upcoming DCAD event. And don't forget that is coming up on Thursday, September 28th. So you want to get your tickets. And if you can, buy more than one ticket. <laughs> Buy as many tickets as you can. Mark and Patrick, thank you so much for sharing a little bit of the magic of scouting with our listeners. And I hope that um, you have a great rest of your day. And I hope a lot of people go to the website. I hope a lot of people support and buy tickets for the event. Outstanding. Thanks very much. much. You're welcome back to the program anytime. And we will be back with another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast next week. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.